0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. We ask you to forgive us. It's just an attack on the enemy? <clears throat> we have a powerful sermon that evangelist Janet Taylor will be teaching, and I already know it's going to be some fire because we just—I've been knocked off, and we've had technical problems with this thing. But all glory to the Lord. I'm going to. Turn this mic over And I'm going to let Janet Taylor Bring the word So that I can go and get on Another broadcast Advantage Taylor I'm going to put in The choice of your song I believe you are God I love you God's promise I got joy Mighty is our God
0: Um, You are God
1: Okay You got it sister Taylor for two hours I'm gone
0: Alright Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Give him glory tonight. This is your hostess, evangelist Janet Taylor, coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. I tell you, God is moving. He is moving. He is moving. He is talking. He is speaking. And God is moving. So I feel led of the Lord tonight. To blow the shofar. This is a message of warning tonight. Glory be to God. So I'm thanking God for each of you that are listening in, but I'm going to blow the shofar. The Bible says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. Tonight I am sounding the alarm. Glory be to God. And the purpose is to wake up the sleeping church, to wake up the mighty men. Glory be to God. So here we go. (laughs) Hallelujah. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. And sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Glory be to God in the highest. Mm-hmm. And so here we are tonight at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry. Our web address is com. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148 Walkertown north carolina 27105 our phone number here is 336-830-0601 and um, you can email us at jet245 at msn hallelujah we thank god for you on tonight and we're going to get right into this message Glory be to God, hallelujah This word is hot off the press It is from the Lord God Almighty And we want to get right into it Those of you that have your Bibles Turn with me to Matthew chapter 24 And we're going to start at the third verse And it says And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, what shall these these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, that means pay attention, take heed that no man deceive you. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive, not a few, but many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, for nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and, that's with an S, famines with an S, meaning more than one, a lack of food, shortage, food shortage, glory be to God, and pestilences. Glory be to God. And another word for pestilence is is plagues. Glory be to God. And earthquakes, in diverse places, in different or various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Glory be to God in the highest. And I want to go to verse 11 and 12 and 13. It says, And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive not a few, but many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Glory be to God in the highest. I want to talk to the body of Christ. Everybody that is listening to the sound of my voice tonight, I want to talk to you from the topic, America is in trouble. I'm going to say that again. America is in trouble. Now, I got a new Bible that I ordered. It's called the Tree of Life Bible, and um it was made by a Jewish people. So I want to read this. I love it. I love the um, the um, language that it uses. So I want to read the same scriptures from the Tree of Life Bible. Glory be to God. Starting at the third verse, it says, um, And as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things happen, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Yeshua answered them, be careful that no one leads you astray. So you got to know the scriptures so that won't happen to you. Because if you don't have God's word inside of you, uh, there is a whole lot of deception taking place. Even in the pulpit, people are preaching things that are not scriptural. So you have to hide God's word in your heart so that you won't be deceived. So he said, be careful that no one leads you astray, for many, not a few, many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places but all these are only the beginning of birth pain dropping down to verse number 11 well I, I really want to read 10 uh, then you let me go back to 9 then they will hand you over to persecution And will kill you You will be hated By all the nations Because of my name If you If you name the name Of Jesus Christ You will be hated For the Bible tells us That all who will live Godly shall suffer Persecution And then many will fall away That means there's going to be apostasy, glory be to God, that great falling away that the Bible speaks of, and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And this good news of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in the whole world as a testimony to the nation. And then the end will come. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we give God the praise that he deserves for his word? His word is alive. His word is true. His word is our warning tonight. He is telling us what is going to come and how to prepare for it and what we must do when it happens. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. My second scripture comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to start at the very first verse. Glory be to God. It says, this know also that in the last days perilous time shall come. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. The word perilous means. Difficult, hard, all right? Perilous times shall come. Hallelujah. See, that's an indication of the apostasy. It's going to be dark. Gross darkness will cover the earth, and it's going to be characterized by wickedness and lawlessness, and it will abound. It won't be just one incident here and another incident. No, it's going to be taking place in rapid succession. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me finish reading the scripture first. I don't want to get ahead of myself. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, boy, are we seeing this now? Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, uh, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, the scripture says, turn away from them. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead silly women captive, laden with sin, led away with diverse lusts. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth Glory be to God Now I want to read it to you From the um, From the book Of 2nd of Timothy Glory be to God Let me read it from from 2nd Timothy Hallelujah In the um, In the uh, um, The Tree of Life Bible Glory be to God in the highest. Just bear with me. I had it, and now I lost it. So I'm going to get it back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Here we are. But understand this, that in the last days, hard times will come. That's what perilous days, times mean, hard times. Glory be to God. Well, people will be lovers of self. We see that taking place now. Lovers of money. We also see this happening now. Boastful, arrogant, blasphemers. I'm going to come back and touch on that one in a minute. Disobedient to parents. We are seeing this like never before. Ungrateful, unholy, hard-hearted. Unforgiving, backbiting, without self-control, brutal. I'm telling you the brutality that we are seeing today. Hating what is good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to an outward form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Glory be to God. Hallelujah! Somebody ought to give God some praise. Um, avoid these people, for among those are among these are those who slip into households and deceive. See that deception. Whoa, that deception. The spirit of deception is in the land and deceive weak women weighed down with sins, led away by various desires, always learning, yet never coming to the knowledge of truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just as James and Yannis and Yambres opposed Moses, All right? So we see the word of God is already uh, in operation. This was prophesied or written about more than 2,000 years ago, and yet we see it unfolding right before our very eyes. You see, America, this nation that we love, this great nation – that we uh, speak so highly of. We call her America the Beautiful, and this is a beautiful nation. I have seen so many beautiful places in this country that I didn't even know existed. Got to get out more. But uh, I said all that to say that America's beauty is on the outside because on the inside, she is rotten, the core. Glory be to God. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to say what Lamentations would not Be good. It, it was Not good. So I did read the book Of Lamentations and I Found verse 2 And 3 and I'm going to read It for you now Hallelujah. Thank You Lord Jesus. It's Right behind um, Ecclesiastes And um no, it's before Ecclesiastes, I think. Let me see. I'll find it. Hallelujah. Before Jeremiah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Tonight I'm just so, so excited about this word. Hallelujah. So it's um right here. After Jeremiah, Lamentations, verse Chapter 2 and verse number 3. And it says, He have cut off in his fierce anger all the horn of Israel. He have drawn back his right hand from before the enemy, and he have burned against Jacob like a flaming Fire. Glory. Hallelujah. Let me read it to you from um from um uh, from the Tree of Life Bible. Glory be to God in the highest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's not its not in the same order. Oh, that's another thing I love about this Bible. Uh, it's been put in the proper chronological order of the writing. So if I... I haven't found it yet, so I'm going to keep on teaching. Anyway, what the Lord said to me was... that he wanted me to warn the people of what was to come. Now, I did not say no. When I screamed no, I was not saying, no, Lord, I won't tell them what you're saying. I screamed no, Lord, I was saying, don't let this happen. But God is God, and he's going to be God, and he's going to do what he desires to do. As a matter of fact, God's going to do what is necessary to get his people back where we belong. So when God spoke to me and, he, and the things that he showed me, they were so frightening. I mean, they were horrific. And I, 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 all I could do was scream, no! No! But nevertheless, nevertheless, God, he is going to have his way. Just because I screamed, no, Lord, don't let this happen, didn't mean that God was not going to let this happen. God is God. And, um, you know, I believe prayer can, can, uh, can turn the heart of God. But I don't believe just screaming no is going to change the heart of God. So I found it. I'm going to read it from the second chapter of Lamentations from the Tree of Life version, and um, second chapter, and I'm going to read the third verse. Anger, he has cut off every horn of Israel. He has withdrawn his right hand from before the enemy. He blazed against Jacob. Like a raging fire devouring everything around, I screamed, no, 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 Lord, don't let this happen. Glory be to God. You see, there are some key words here. Cut off, withdrawn, blazed against, raging fire devouring. I knew that spelled destruction and desolation. In this verse, he's talking about Israel, but what God showed me was to the United States. And so I screamed, no! And then Four years later, now that was 2015, four years later, what happened? COVID-19 struck. This nation was hit violently with COVID-19. I'm not here to debate with you whether that was a man-made plague or what. I have my own opinion about it, but I'm here to tell you that whether it was man-made Or what? God allowed it. He allowed it. And many people died. The first thing that happened was the churches were shut down. The churches were closed. The liquor stores were open, but the churches were closed. You know what they said? You know how they justified that? They said, well, the alcoholics have to have their liquor because they'll go into the DTs. When? When has the government cared about an alcoholic more than the souls of the people? The churches could not congregate. The churches were shut down. But the liquor stores was open. You see, America is in trouble. The Lord spoke to me on April the 13th of 2020 And this is what he said I am shutting down many of the churches Because they have idols and false fire upon the altar I couldn't even, I couldn't even respond to that All I could do was just write it down I couldn't say nothing back to God concerning that. You know why? Because first of all, everything God says is the truth. And we can see it. There are idols in the church, celebrity preachers, uh 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 false prophets who who prophesy lies in his name. Money cometh and uh, you are about to be the next millionaire all these things these are idols even the church building has become an idol they bring in uh they 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 bring in these celebrities from the world and allow them to stand in God's holy place to tell us to tell believers what to do. Now, God, he, he, he told us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, but the world is now coming into the church preaching to us, bringing in Steve Harvey, bringing in Patty LaBelle. These people don't come in to usher us into the presence of the Lord. They come in the church to bring the world in the church. That's why the church started doing the election slide and having throwback Thursday. Let me tell you something. The church is the bought-out assembly of God, the called-out assembly. We are the blood-bought church. We are not want to go back to anything that God has brought us out of. That's why I don't do that throwback stuff. I I don't do that. I refuse to. I'm not going back to where God brought me from. I'm not going back. I wouldn't care who it was for. I'm not going. I will not attend a throwback party for anyone because I was in sin. I was in sin in the 60s. I was in sin in the 70s. I was in sin in the 80s. I was in sin in the 90s. Why would I want to go back to that? I don't want to go back. I'm not going back. So when they began to have these throwback Thursdays, where they put on the big Applejack hats and the Afro i Week, I'm, I'm not doing that. Not going to do it at all And it has no place in the house of God. It does not edify, and it does not glorify God. So I'm not doing that. It has no place in the house of God. We built beautiful buildings. We have large congregations, and we are boastful. We are proud. We are arrogant. That's what the word of God said over in Second Timothy chapter 3. Oh, I got 20,000 in my church. How many you got in yours? You might have 20,000 people in there. But my question to you, Pastor, Pastor Arrogant, Pastor Boastful, Pastor Proud, how many of them in there born again? How many of them in there born again? How many of them have been delivered and set free? Yeah, you got 20,000 on the road. But the devil comes to church because guess what? He ain't scared to come to church no more. He'll sit on the front row because guess what? Ain't no power in this. Ain't no fire on the altar. And then we have this false fire. What is false fire? It's when the church does not have the fire of the Holy Ghost, so what the church does is try to manufacture a move of God without the presence of God. They bring in smoke machines and try to uh, 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 imitate the glory of God, trying to do all of this without the presence of God. And you know why there's no presence of God in our churches today? Because of prayerlessness. Yeah, the church don't pray no more. When is the last time you went to a prayer meeting? I'm not talking about these fake prayer breakfasts where the people go in and eat up all this food and don't know real praying take place. Pray, pray. I'm not talking about that. I won't even attend these things they call prayer breakfasts because ain't nobody really praying. I went to a few of them. I said, well, when are we go pray? Oh, we're too busy getting to the breakfast. So they might as well just say we had a breakfast because wasn't no prayer taking place. Be not deceived. Take heed that no man deceive you. So what blocks the church from prayer? Idols. People can't pray because they gotta get to their idol. I cannot pray. I cannot come to prayer meetings because I have to see to my idol. I have to watch my program. My program is coming on tonight. I, I cannot pray. I, I, I got to get to my idol. I cannot pray because I, uh, uh, my idol is calling me. The cell phone is an idol. And little children have become addicted to this idol. I'm talking about young children, as young as three and four years old. They have this idol. They're hooked. They're hooked on it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, uh, the word of God in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 8. God hates idols. Glory be to God. He always has and he always will. So let's look, in case you don't believe me, let's look at Ezekiel chapter 8. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month. As I sat in my house, the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of God fell there upon me, and the appearance of fire. So we want to go on down where we see where, let's go up here. We're going to get over here to uh, verse 6. He said, furthermore, unto me, son of man, see what they do even the great abomination that the house of Israel committed here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary. Y'all trying to have church and God ain't even there. The choir is there. The ushers are there. The preachers are there. The deacons are there. Everybody is there, but God is not there. So that's why they have to, have a, a manufacture a move of God. That's why they have to do that. They have to try to manufacture a move of God and bring false fire on the altar. It's not the fire of the Holy Ghost. They want to make it look like the fire of the Holy Ghost. Men and women are not being consumed by Almighty God. Nobody wants that. They, they got to get out of there. They got. I, I got to get out of here. It, it's time to go. I, I got to get to the Golden Corral. I got to get to the buffet. The football game is coming on. Do you know I heard a pastor say that? He said he was hungry. He had to go. He cut it short. He wasn't preaching nothing no way. And another pastor said the game is on. He had to go. Over the pulpit the game is on. I said, wow. He said, look at the abominations." He said, but turn thee yet again and see greater abominations. Then he dug a hole in the wall. And then he said, go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here. So I went in and saw and behold every form of creeping things and abominable beasts and all the what? Idols. Of the house of Israel Portrayed upon the wall Idols God hates idols Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 14 We're going to go over here and look at these Idols what are some of these idols Then certain of the elders Of Israel came to me And sat before me And the word of the Lord came upon me Son of man These men have sat up their idols in their heart and have put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired at all by them? Therefore, speak unto them and say, Every man of the house of Israel that sets up his idols in his heart and puteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord. Will answer him that cometh According to the multitude Of his idols There are so many Idols in the house of God We have the nerve to have Celebrity preachers They come in with the bling bling on And everybody is so oppressed Then let's don't talk about those False prophets Many of today's idols The cell phones the TV, sex is an idol. That's all you hear people talking about today. I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world. Christians, all they are talking about is sex, fame, selfism. Oh, we're living in the age of selfism, self selfies, and self uh, 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 self love, and all of this money. And then we're talking about influence. And, I, you know, I have never seen this before in my life. There are so many uh, uh, people today who call themselves influencers. And people are following them. Well, I want to ask a question. Who's the influencers? Is it Jesus or is it Satan? It has to be one or the other. Then we have the material possession. The churches are decorated so beautifully. And there's nothing wrong with that because God's house is supposed to look beautiful. But its beauty must not just be ornamental. Its beauty must be from her holiness. The church is the bride of Jesus Christ. She is called. To be holy. Pastors are being worshipped now. Oh, my pastor is this. And all these pastors now are doctor so-and-so. Well, according to Ephesians 5 and 11, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, nowhere in there did he say doctor so-and-so. But that's a new thing. Everybody wants to be Dr. So-and-so. And And some people who didn't go to school to get an education, they just uh, printed up the title, Dr. So-and-so. People are so caught up on titles. One woman, she calls herself Ambassador So-and-so. Now, in a sense, she's correct. But we are all, if we are servants of Jesus Christ, we are all ambassadors. So there's no reason. There's no such title. I don't know where this stuff is coming from. Then we got First Lady. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The pastor's wife is simply the pastor's wife. There is no such position in the house of God. As the first lady, I know some of y'all don't like me right about now. There's no such, that, that came out of the world. Why are we borrowing the world stuff? Why is the world coming into the church, preaching to us? It should be the other way around. So America is in trouble. God is not pleased with our nation. I believe that we are about to see and experience the hand of God in a way that we have never seen before. I also believe America is under the judgment of God. We have become violent, corrupt, and full of wickedness, and God is not pleased. And he judged Israel, the apple of his eye, for these exact same things. God hates idols, and we are a nation full of idols. Money is a big idol in this country. People are running after money. They're money grabbers. And it has infiltrated the church. False prophets come into the house of God. They're not even afraid of God. Because they know, first of all, he's not there. So they come in and rape whole churches. They come in and tell all thoughts of lies, to get the people's money. They're calling out addresses. They're calling out phone numbers. Let me tell you something. That's divination. Read Acts chapter 16. That is the spirit of divination. And you should not even be impressed with that. You ought to know your own address, phone number. If somebody call out your address and phone number, that should not move you. What they do this, is trickery to get you to give to them because now they have made you think they are some great ones and that they are hearing from God. You don't know the source that they are getting this information from. I can promise you it ain't from God. I can promise you that. We have created celebrity preachers. We have also brought the world into the church, bringing in secular artists and other unsaved men and women. We don't need to be entertained in the house of God. We must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. The Levites and the priests, they were established to worship the Lord and to bring the people before the Lord in worship. They usher us into the presence of the Lord. But no, we got to have entertainers. But see, that's what you do when it's not a spirit-filled church, when there's no Holy Ghost present. You better give those people something for their money or they will stone you. We have gotten so off track. America is in trouble. God has left his sanctuary because we have brought the unclean thing into the house of God. People cussing in the pulpit. Now, you know something's wrong with that. And the people sitting up saying amen. Somebody sent me a video of a pastor. He called himself a pastor. Preaching to the people And he cussed them out And the people said amen Let me tell you something Ought not to be so In God's house If God can save A man's soul Surely he can cleanse His mouth But they loved it They said my pastor's real Real what? real foolish, and y'all following him? He just cussed y'all out, and y'all saying amen, which means so be it, coming into agreement with it, And so instead of somebody correcting him, say, no, pastor, this is the house of God. You can't talk like that in him. Oh, they said, amen. Oh, they loved it. And that's who, that's who all these silly women give their money to, a cussing pastor. God has left his sanctuary. It's the spirit of Ichabod because the glory has departed from the house of God. You go back to Ezekiel 8, 9, 10, and 11, and you'll see where the glory departed. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, I'm in 10, Ezekiel 10 and 18. Then the glory of the Lord departed off from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. Glory be to God. The glory left. The glory of God, which is the presence of God, left the temple. Now, how are we going to have church without the presence of the Lord? The only way we can do that is to manufacture a move of God. We got to bring in some smoke machines and make it look like the glory. We got to scream and holler. We got to uh, lay people out. In other words, ain't nobody going out under the anointed. They pushing people down. Some of them'll choke you. They will squeeze your neck. We got to stop this. If you ain't got no power, and the person didn't go down under the under the power of the Holy Spirit. You you don't need to push them people down, squeezing people's head till they pass out. That's not that's not the power of God. Spirit of Ichabod, the glory has departed from the temple, and if God ain't there, I don't want to be there. Like Israel, we are looking to a man to save America. But I'm going to tell you something. Can't no man do it. Donald Trump can't do it. Joe Biden can't do it. The guy down in Florida can't do it. I'm going to tell you something. Donald Trump is not the great White hope. Our only hope is God, or America is doomed. If our hope ain't in God, you can say goodbye. Donald Trump—he—he's he, not the great white hope. So I don't know where y'all got that from. Make America great again. He don't have the power to do that. You know what it's gonna take? We're gonna to have to do what the scripture says in 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take prayer. We're going to have to humble ourselves and repent. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's going to take prayer. Every revival that has ever began in this country started with prayer. Revival is birthed through prayer. There is not a man on the face of this planet that can save America. It's going to take prayer. Prayer and fasting Where are the intercessors Where are the intercessors Where are the people That weep That cry Because The Bible says let the priests And the ministers Weep between the porch And the altar Where are the intercessors You don't hear nobody saying Oh I'm an intercessor Everybody want to be a prophet Nobody wants to be an intercessor. An intercessor is one who stands in the gap for this nation, who will plead with God like Abraham pleaded with God for Israel. Abraham said to God, he said, God, if I can find ten righteous, will you spare? Then he got down. He finally got down to five. Then one. Abraham was interceding for the people. Glory be to God. Moses interceded for the children of Israel. He said, Lord, if you destroy these people, you, just, you might as well destroy me too. Interceded for them. He had a heart for them. Where had the intercessors? Prayer meeting, most churches don't even have prayer meeting anymore. You know what they have? Wednesday night Bible study. There's nothing wrong with learning the word. The word, we we need to be taught. But prayer is when we call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But ain't nobody calling on the Lord. Corporate prayer, where we as a body of believers come together and pray for this nation. Covenant prayer, where a group of people make a covenant to pray for a certain thing or a certain person at a certain time. For a certain duration And the covenant is so Binding that they say If we miss If one of us don't show up Then we start all over again That's the power of covenant prayer We don't see that today Nobody wants to commit to that Why? Because the idols Are calling us. I got to get to my idol. I got to get to my idol. My idol is calling me. There are jobs that are idols. People have made idols out of their cars, out of their positions at work. I mean, I'm the I'm I'm the uh, CEO. I'm the executive so and so. have made idols out of their position, our only hope is God. If this nation is going to survive, our only hope is God. You know, when Israel was about to be destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Jeremiah the prophet was sent to warn them of what would happen. Oh, but they wouldn't hear Jeremiah. And a false prophet by the name of Hananiah, he said what the king wanted to hear. In one year, everything's going to be over. All this will be over. And Jeremiah told him, in one year, you're going to be dead because you have lied to God's people. God have not spoken that. He has not spoken to you. And because you uh, were presumptuous to tell this lie, in one year, you're going to be dead. In one year, Canaanite was dead. And Zedekiah, the king, knew that Jeremiah was from God and that everything Jeremiah told him was coming to pass. But he feared the people. He feared the people. So he would not humble himself. And what he did, he sent for Egypt. One of his generals advised him, let's get Egypt to help us. And he sent for Egypt. And Egypt was coming. And God, I tell you, this God we serve is almighty. God turned the Egyptian army back. They went back. They were coming, and all of a sudden, they turned around and went back. Why? Because God would not let Egypt rescue Israel. Israel was under the judgment of God. Israel was being punished. Israel was being chastened. The Bible says a father chastened whom he loved. If you do not go through the chastening, you are not a son, but a bastard. So God didn't let Egypt help Israel. And Nebuchadnezzar came in to Jerusalem. He besieged the city for three years. And when he finally came in, he destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, burned it with fire, took all the gold, took all the silver. But he was given a word from the Lord to find Jeremiah the prophet. and to let him go free because he was the servant of the Lord. Glory be to God in the highest. Jerusalem was destroyed because they refused to humble themselves and pray. The Bible tells us in James 5 and 16, the effectual Fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Instead of calling upon the name of the Lord, they look to Egypt. My Bible tells me some trust in chariot and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. So let us look to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Let us cry out to him in true repentance with godly sorrow, and God will hear our cry. He will pity our groan. America is full of idolatry and iniquity in high places. A few weeks ago, God had me to preach a message on this same broadcast called Secret Sin. It came out of Psalm 90 and 8. I'm going to read that. Psalm 90 and verse 8. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me read it. For thou hast set out iniquities before thee, our secret sin in the light of thy countenance. And when I preached this message about secret sins, the enemy was enraged, called Apostle Overton, and instead of them saying, That was a good message. We needed that. You know what they said? Get her off the air. Apostle told them she ain't going nowhere. Let me tell you something. I have a charge from God. I must say what the spirit is saying. Whatever God give me to say, I have to say. Let me tell you, for those of you, we're about to cross over into a new year. 2024, we're just a few days away from it. It's going to be a year full of trouble. Men will be so afraid. 2024 is going to be like Matthew 24. And it will be characterized by lawlessness and fear on every side. There are three things that is defiling this land. That's why America's in trouble. Wickedness, violence, and corruption. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 6. We're going to see what God has to say about it. Genesis chapter 6. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Starting at the 11th verse. The earth was also corrupt before God, filled with violence. So there we see the corruption and the violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. And all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is before the flood. The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence. Through them and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God looked man. He looked at his creation. And he saw that the earth was corrupt and filled with virus. And God decided to destroy man from off the face of the earth. This is an exact replica of the days Of Noah before the flood These are the days Of lamentation and woe And God has raised up Prophetic Voices Who will cry loud and Spare not Like Jeremiah and Ezekiel To warn The nation We are called to warn The nation warn God's people of what's coming judgment is upon us therefore it's time to blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm glory be to God in the highest the word of the Lord says blow the trumpet in Zion sanctify a fast call a solemn assembly gather the people together, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast, and let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Where are the intercessors? Glory be to God. God is waiting for your cry. He's waiting for us as a nation to cry out to him with godly sorrow. It's time to blow the trumpet in Zion, to warn the people of God about their sins. And I'm going to say that's both individually and nationally. We just saw the flooding that took place in California a few days ago. I'm praying for those people. I'm praying that God would restore them. But I'm also praying that they would take heed and see how even though they lost everything they had, God spared their soul. He spared their lives. You can get another house. You can get another car. You can get some more material possession. But your soul, where will you spend eternity? So I'm speaking to the people in California who just uh, came through this horrible flooding. Tell the Lord thank you. If you got breath in your body, tell the Lord thank you. Because while still have breath, there is hope Glory be to God Hallelujah Don't let the enemy make you charge God foolishly So many people blame God for these things Don't blame God for this This is a result of wickedness The earth is full of corruption And violence And We need to repent We need to turn down our plates and lay prostrate before the Lord and repent, crying out to God. We see the evil. We see the evil we are committing. We need to cry out from the White House all the way to the outhouse. And if we would cry out to God, He would hear our cries, forgive us, and heal our land. America is sin sick, and it's going to take God to heal us. These are perilous times. They are here. Time is over. Glory be to God. Playtime time is over. Disaster and destruction is taking place. And it will continue until we repent. In sackcloth and ashes. This is serious. I know other people are saying other things for 2024, and they love to come up with these catchy phrases. I remember in 2020, uh, when 2020 rolled around, everybody was lying, saying that 2020 was going to be the year of 2020 vision. But they couldn't even see that pandemic coming upon us. So God had not spoken that. God told me 2020 was going to be a year we would have to draw closer to him. And it happened. That pandemic hit and people began to call upon the name of the Lord. When doctors couldn't help, when their medication couldn't help, and people were dropping dead, some people lost three and four family members. Due to COVID In rapid succession And people Had to call upon the name of the Lord Some survived And some didn't And it seems that Every every round It seems like we get worse and worse God deliver us from one thing And, and, and we go When he deliver us We go back and we get worse. Israel. Israel did. And we can see it. We can see it when we read the Bible. We can see that Israel kept getting worse and worse. But for some reason, we don't see that that's us. America is in trouble. Playtime is over. Destruction and disaster is coming. And there is nowhere to hide except in the secret place, in your prayer closets. Let's look at Psalm 91. Glory be to God in the light. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So you don't have to get in your secret closet. Your secret closet is your prayer closet. It is the place designated where you meet God. And most people don't have a prayer closet. They're too busy busy. We're too busy. The Bible says as in the days of Noah, they were married and given in marriage and they knew not until suddenly the flood came and took them all away. See, God's going to allow things to come upon us that will slow us down. And when it gets so bad, This nation will have to look up and look to him. We will have to see that except our call on the Lord, there will be no hope. Families are going to have to turn the TV off and turn back to God. He's our only hope. Now, God will help us when we repent. And some of the things that God is going to allow to happen will lead us to repentance. It's amazing how when we get so far away from God and we find ourselves in the valley of destruction, that's when we call on the Lord. That seems like that's when we remember God. But we have to get all the way to the bottom of the barrel before we will call upon his holy name. We call on doctors. We call on lawyers. We call on friends. We call on family. We call on everybody but the Lord. And then when everybody turn their head and walk away. When doctors say, I've done all I can, there's nothing else I can do. That's when we decide to pray. Oh, this is a job for God. God was just waiting. As he is now. He's waiting. He's waiting. He is waiting to hear our cry. When we cry out to God, he will answer us. And not just sorrow for the of some things, but sorrow over our sins. When we acknowledge that against thee and thee only have I sinned. You see, Psalm 51 is a true example of repentance. That came from David's heart. He didn't just sit down and write that. It came out of his heart. And he said to God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David was in trouble, and he knew it. But he cried out to God And that is why God said David was a man After God's own heart David said Whatever you take from me Lord Take not thy spirit from me I can live without the child I can live without Bathsheba. I can live without the crown I can live without the kingdom But I cannot live Without your Holy Spirit That's when God will help us And that right early Let's look at Psalm 46 I'm about to close America's in trouble And this is not a shouting message This is not one that will make you give an offering. This is not one that will make you run Jericho laps around the church. This is a sobering message. Because it is a warning. We are in dire straits. And if the Lord don't help us, we're going down. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad. The city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged; The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in thunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. God is our only hope. America is in trouble. But God is our only hope. And if we would turn to him, cry out to God and repent of our personal sins, and repent of the sin of this nation. In godly sorrow, God will hear us. He will forgive us. And he will heal our land. Before I close, I want to read from James, chapter 5. Glory be to God. James says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick, sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray. You see, prayer, prayer is one of the spiritual weapons of warfare, prayer and fasting. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. You know, the anointing with oil, anointing our head with oil is symbolic of receiving the mind of Christ. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, he shall be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth three years, and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. It's praying time. It is praying time. 2024 is going to be a year of prayer. Prayer will be required Of the believer in 2024 And those Who don't pray They won't make it Those who won't pray They're not going to make it You're going to have to pray in 2024 You're going to have to cut your TV off Your cell phone off And get on your face Pray why? Because America is in trouble. This is your host, hostess, evangelist Janet Taylor, coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Find us on the internet at ww.dot walls of fire deliverance dot com. Our email address is JET two four five at MSN com. Our phone number is Area Code three three six eight three zero 0601. And I would like to invite you to join us for the sweet hour of prayer. We pray Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. Glory be to God. And we pray together. And all you have to do is call in and join us. You have a friend, you have somebody. That need prayer, just call us And we'll add their name to the prayer line Glory be to God And if uh, If you want to pray You're welcome to pray If you just want to listen in you just want to join us and listen in By all means, do so Glory be to God The Sweet Hour prayer is Monday through Saturday 12 noon to 1 p.m. And on Sunday At 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time The phone number is 425-436-6333, and the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. Again, that's the sweet hour of prayer, Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. We pray for one hour. Jesus said, can you not pray with me for one hour? We pray at 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sunday night from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone number is area code 425-436-63, and the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. If you're led to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so through two means, by PayPal or through Zelle. And the ID number is JET245 at MSN.com. I'm going to tell you something. The word of the Lord tells us in Revelation 12 and 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. I want to read something for you and pray this prayer over you. I'm going to make these decrees. Through the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed out of the hand of the devil. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven according to Ephesians 1 and 7. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, cleanses me continually from all sin, according to 1 John 1 and 7. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, made righteous, just as if I'd never sinned, according to Romans 5 and 9. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, made holy, set apart for God, according to Hebrews 13 and 12. According to 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am redeemed, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, Satan has no place in me, no part of me, and no power over me because of the shed blood of Jesus. So I want to pray this prayer over you tonight. Thank you, Father, for the precious blood of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the justifying, sanctifying, precious blood of the Lamb of God. Blessed be thy holy name. I praise you, Jesus, for you paid the price for my redemption. You shed your precious blood on the cross. You are the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. And now, Lord, I have taken the blood from the basin and transferred it to my own personal needs by the hyssop of my testimony, in Jesus' name, forever, amen. Amen? Amen. Well, this is your hostess, Evangelist Janet Taylor. I'm about to sign out as we say our benediction tonight with uplifted hands. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus That great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. This is your hostess of the Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, Evangelist Janet Taylor, saying good night and may God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen.